Radio, the Wicked Library, Mouthing Off with Chris Westrick, TBA with Mr. Pink, Frog Watch, Society 13, where badasses listen to podcasts. You want to see something really scary? You bet. Music, horror, art, politics, and overall badassery. Welcome to Radio for real on Society 13 Networks. Okay, here we are, KWR once again with my friends. I've got. You want to say your names? Introduce yourselves. Hi, I'm John Russo. I wrote the original Night of the Living Dead with George Romero, and I've been doing books and movies for a long time now 20 books, 20 movies, etc. And I am Gary Lee Vincent, the founder of Burning Ball Publishing and creator of the Darken series, which includes Darken Hills, Darken Hollows, Darken Waters, and Darken Souls. We are we're at the West Virginia PopCon this weekend, uh, WVPop.com, and uh, just checking out the scenes, doing some book and movie signings, all kinds of good stuff. Absolutely. And you guys are no strangers to KWR. You're, of course, friends and uh, cronies. We have all kinds of books we're selling here today. Yesterday was a pretty successful day for you, Mr. Russo. Yeah, we had a good day. And uh, I happen to be a West Virginia University graduate and a member of Tall Cap Epsilon fraternity, TKE. And some of the guys came over, the chapter advisor and five or six of the teaks that are there now. And then we went to their party last night and had a great time. Yeah, nothing like a good old WVU party. Those are always legendary. They typically make national news. Yeah, Teeks, so all you uh, <laughs> folks that are not aware of what they're talking about here, they know how to throw a party. Yeah. I'm a Delta Sig myself. We're a little bit lower than that. You guys are professionals. Um, <laughs> and from what I hear, you uh, you know how to party. And you got recently went to a, a barbecue, from what I understand. Yes, too. that was you guys last regular. weekend. Yeah. Well, another big party and a, you know, a tremendous <laughs> event. We had a great time. I was... Um, the way I met Brad Roberts, who's the drummer and CEO of uh, Guar, uh, and I met him and his wife in uh, New York at a Fangoria convention. Fantastic. Probably six, seven years ago, and, uh, and Brad was on the show with Debbie Rashawn and uh, my friend Marla Newborn, yeah. and uh, then I was on the, on the show, and so then out in the hall we got to talking, and I tell a lot of jokes, and you get me <laughs> on a roll, I have them laughing our butts off, and... You know, we became friends. We discovered we're kind of uh, kindred spirits in, in a lot of ways. So we've been getting together off and on and, uh, over these six or seven years. So um, and I've been to several of their concerts, which are great. Gwar is yeah. a great time. A I saw them in the 80s. Yeah. They, they've been around a long time. And Dave Brocky, who passed, that, that was, that was right. in honor of him that, yeah. this time around. Yes, yeah, so it was the Guarbecue. It was their fifth annual Guarbecue, but the, the extra special... You know, was the fact that uh, Dave was no longer with us, and yeah. so, so there they had a Dave memorial, uh, a Viking send-off. His awesome. uh, odorous, his his uh, character for Guar was was on the 
barge at the so they had a big uh, fireworks b- barge on fire, big flaming thing out in the middle of uh, Lake Haydad or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it was like That's a Vi- awesome. it was a Viking funeral. That's uh, <laughs> for real. It was a Viking boat, and his body wasn't on the barge, but his uh, his uh, suit of armor, you want if you want to call it, just like just like the ancient Romans used to do it, and uh, were the Vikings. So uh, that was that, that was, and Dave and I had been getting to know each other because, like at one convention, it turns out Dave was a history. He was really into history, uh, and he knew a lot about the First World War, the Second World War, and and so on. Had been to had been to Moscow and different parts of Russia. So I was in the throes of writing and co-directing a Civil War documentary which he wanted to narrate if I could get him hired as the narrator. But we just compared notes on all these different wars because I I read a lot about the Napoleonic War and the First World War and the Second World War. We we both knew a lot about that that kind of thing. We were um, on the the first day that we were there in Richmond for the barbecue, the Dave Dave Day, the day that they had the the tribute. Um, We were looking at where they were setting up the stage and... uh, the backdrop was the Guar's uh, Battle Maximus CD. And um, interesting enough is when you listen to it now that that, uh, that Odorous isn't there, um, it's sort of ominous to hear the intro where it's this big, uh, almost like a pr- prediction that, that Guar is going to have this big infliction on them. And um, But yet, and then to hear that it's so awesome in one another way to see that they're continuing on the other band members picking up and and filling in and keeping the legacy alive, and so so we were we were there too on the weekend and checking out the barbecue, hanging out with with the members and having a really good time. Yeah, we a sold a lot of books, a lot of CDs, a lot of everything. There Isn't were, that amazing? They made it a working vacation. I love it. Yeah, there were. Um, well, I love doing this. You know, we do 12, 14 shows a year, appearances at college campuses and whatever you name it. But this barbecue thing was fantastic. I was supposed to go last year, and I hurt my back and didn't go. And uh, I did go. Uh, well, I heard it right around the time I was at the Metallica Orion Festival in Detroit, which was another. That was a great I had a great story. time, even though yeah. I was in a lot of pain and uh, had to bail out of the of the barbecue later. But they, they must have had five or 6,000 people at the barbecue. It was, no doubt. Uh, yes, it was yeah, yeah. hit 6,000. When we first got there, uh, Rob Lucas went with us, and Rob uh, does a lot of filming and editing for uh, Kirk, Kirk Hammett and Mark Paschke, who's, who's Kirk's right-hand man. And so he was the one that got me into the, into the Metallica thing, and then I became friends with them. Yeah, that was a great story. And you, you could actually hear John Russo tell that story mm-hmm. a couple episodes back. We talked about that at the Indianapolis, the Indianapolis show. Do you remember that? Days of the that Dead. That was a great yeah, time. Yeah. That's a Days great story. <laughs> oh, that was Days of the Dead episode. Indy. Yes. Indy. <laughs> but now, Gary, you know, I'm getting to go to different kinds of things that I wouldn't have gone to without uh, Gary publishing my books. And then he's getting to do, you know, things in, in what had been my world now. <laughs> the two worlds are joined together. One of the funny things is is when we got to the barbecue, you know, we're just pulling up, checking out where are we going to be, where our booth's going to be, and stuff like that. And I had met the, mis- the Misfits some time ago. Oh, God is speaking again. Hold on. He tends to interrupt us now and then. 
We'll get right back to you. How about some music by uh, Gary Vincent? <laughs> I start to think of you Thinking about the times we share And the love that we once knew And thinking these thoughts just brings me down To face the bitter truth It's just another day, another night Without so roll on, baby, roll on Until your memories are gone Through these days and nights I'll just keep carrying them on You're somewhere in the night I'm somewhere lost in time So roll on baby, roll on Out of my mind Getting back on the highway The road becomes my friend Wishing you were by my side Wishing I could turn back the clock To a time when love was strong But I can't So I guess I'll just keep rolling on So roll on, baby, roll on Until your memories are gone through these days and nights, I'll just keep getting on. You're somewhere in the night, and I'm somewhere lost in time. So roll on, baby, roll on. Yes, girl, you're somewhere in the night And I'm somewhere lost in time So roll on, baby, roll on Out of my mind All right, we're back. So the whole scene was set right away whenever we got there and Rob uh, was friends with, with Jerry only he's the leader of the Misfits and I had met them but casually so we get there and they had their trailer, the band's trailer was parked by one of these huge uh, uh, picnic shelters they're, they're large, octagonal, very nice the whole thing and uh, they were firing up a grill getting ready to cook and uh, 
and working out. And working out. Oh, you know, okay. they, they have their dumbbells there. And every one of the band members, they're, they're all working out. They're in great muscular shape. And I said, this was fantastic because I still work out. And I yeah, tell my too, filmmaking you know? students that, you know, you have to stay in shape to be in this business if you want to stay in it for an a lot of years, and that's what they were doing. They gave us their album "Land of the Dead" on vinyl. On vinyl, I know so that was interesting yeah. to, that's awesome. to see some stuff coming out on vinyl now. It's oh, like, it's back! Like it's vinyl's back. back. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. yep, in a big way, collecting way, and it sounds better. And musicians like yourself mm-hmm. probably know that too. Yeah, so then later that we gave them uh, one of the, uh, gave Jerry assigned a numbered. Uh, Night of the Living Dead screenplay by signed by me and George Romero and gave all the band members autograph pictures and they were they were real happy with Very that. Cool. So that was that was all part of the fun, just being able to hang with them. Of course they invited us to eat with them. <laughs> and when they were they were grilling but we weren't ready to eat yet so we didn't do that. But just the whole weekend was was a total blast. It sounds like an absolutely great, fantastic time. You know, who else did you meet? You said you ran into. Oh, it was Adam Green. Yeah, yeah. Adam Green. Yeah, Adam Green was Hatchet. there. Hatchet. Yeah, Hatchet. Uh, Hollister. Uh, 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 Fearnet. He has a show on several oh. things. Oh right. Okay. Yeah, I, I watched Fearnet all. Yeah, Ice T was there performing. Oh, really? Performing head. No way. Yeah. You guys gonna meet him or just? Well, see? yeah. I, well, I don't. I don't usually. But we had body uh, count. That was his band. We were featured guests, you know, so we had, we had uh, badges or they were wristbands, but they, ours were all access, which meant we could go anywhere we wanted on the grounds, even backstage or whatever. Nice team. And, uh, I wanted to go backstage and say hello to them. And like I say, I don't usually bother at these events because I'm busy selling my own stuff and autographing (laughs) things. But I told them, I said, you know, I just wanted to come back and, shake your hand because I've watched probably every episode of this uh, Law and Order SVU. I love that series and uh, some of the more recent ones I haven't seen but I think it's, it's just a great show and you're very good in it. He said, I know who you are. I know you. <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of nice. I didn't want to bug him because he had just gotten done performing in this 90 degree weather up there yeah. and he was uh, relaxing but he looked he looked real, he looked good. Yeah, yeah, he's mm-hmm. back, and they're getting a lot of airplay on liquid metal now mm-hmm. with body count. So Ice T is back in the picture mm-hmm. as well. But what was uh, Adam Green? What was he like? Uh, a very, that, very cordial he... gentleman. A lot of people uh, went certain parts of the day during the uh, the concert day, which is the Saturday during the event. Uh, he went out and met a lot of people and all. Um, we actually had, had the opportunity to talk to him the day before backstage, and uh, he seemed very, mm-hmm. very cordial. He again was one that worked with uh, Dave Brokey that um, mm-hmm. uh, because in his uh, Fearnet show, they had uh, the odorous character was was his uh, imaginary friend or whatever in the show. <laughs> so so uh, they had a lot of episodes that had that on there. So he was talking a little bit about that. And Guar was getting in the limelight again too. There, he was on Fox News. Did you know that doing the reports from space and everything? I forget exactly what it was, but he got on Fox News as odorous Jarungus. And they would actually show him reporting whatever, you know, the world takeover and everything. Hilarious that they went mainstream, but at the same time they kept real to themselves. Mm-hmm. And that was so cool you guys got to go to that. I'm yeah. very jealous. And yeah, we hope to be seeing him here real soon at um, another one. Uh, yeah, we will be seeing him, him at, seeing them at, uh, at Rock and Shock. And uh, so um, they're going to be performing at Rock and Shock. Okay. But they always uh, 
One of one of the things we got invited over to Brad and Nicole's home after the show closed, and I thought maybe they'd be too tired to even want to hang out. But <laughs> so I phoned Brad. I said, "Are you sure you want to do this?" Because he had to supervise the whole breakdown of the of the event at the lake and all that. And you know, he's the guy that signs the checks and everything. So he said, "No, no, no. Come on over." He said, "The house is only 20 minutes from the lake, and and you're 20 minutes from the lake." We'll get there about the same time, so we did. And uh, another great thing, they have their a lot of their family members were there, and people close to Guar, hanging out in the yard and in the house, and and they had a gazebo there. So, but Nicole was making pizzas, just just one load of pizza after another, based on her Italian grandmother's recipe. Very nice. <laughs> and then they had all kinds of other things, fruits and. And cheese trays and every, you name it, it was there. And we hung out till about two in the morning. And had no oh, Brad brought out. You can tell about oh, the cigars. Oh yes, um, Brad brought out the, his own custom line of cigars. C i g w a r s. The Guar official Guar cigar. And, Merchandising uh, too. Yes, he said. Would any of you fine gentlemen like to have a cigar with me? And like, sure, Brad. And so I, I had one. Rob had one, a couple of us there at the gazebo had them. Yeah. And they, I will say it's a very, very good smoking cigar. Awesome. And, and, so, and the Guar beer. Yes, we had a, a fifth annual special brew for the barbecue. It was a, a, a Pilsner beer made in Tampa. I gotta get my hands on that. Yeah, and you can, if you look online, mm-hmm. you just type in Guar beer. It's a green label. They have oh, different, yeah. different brews for different years. And there were so many people, and the heat was so, it was very hot there. Of course, you could jump in the lake if you wanted to. <laughs> we all had bathing suits with us, but we never got a chance to go in the lake. But other people did, lots of people. And I would have never, ever in my wildest life guessed that they could have ran out of beer because there were so many semi-trucks with the Guar beer in it. Yeah. There was a Bud Light truck. There was just so many trucks of beer. And then uh, halfway through the barbecue, one of the um, staff members comes up and says, you have some change? I'm like, well, what for? She says, well, we need to start giving refunds for our beer tickets. Mm-hmm. We sold out of beer. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like halfway through, was it? It was closer to like an hour or hour and a half. I mean, they, they weren't down out of shape no, by it because, no. you know, yeah, they exactly. sold plenty, but they... I, I guess the crowd was just in the That hot, crowd was very thirsty day. on a 90-degree day. It's a very oh, good beer, yeah. and Brad was especially proud of the the box that the cigars come in and the wrappers because he helped design them. And then the, we got into this, when I say kindred spirits kind of thing, you know, we got into talking about one of the things that bugs Brad and bugs all of us in the entertainment business is how you get pigeonholed. And people think, well, just because you're up on stage and you're performing and doing these outlandish things and these outlandish costumes that that's that's the beginning and ending of your story but in actuality these guys were fine arts majors i mean they're they can do many many things outside of being guar mm-hmm. and uh you know just like dave with his his whole study of history and and the battles of these different wars and he had a very good narration voice I didn't know if I could sell the historical society people on using a Guar member as their that narrator. That would be a pretty good uh, but, that, I mean, that's documentary. You have the, yeah. the Civil War, and then all of a sudden, that's their Guar, the Guar comes in and starts fighting, too. <laughs> Unfortunately, I won't get a chance to sell them on using Dave as a narrator now. But, you know, just a, we heard a lot of stories about him and intimate stories from Brad that 
you know, broadened our, our view of him and the, uh, just, you know, that whole band. They were kindred spirits, and we feel like we're kindred spirits with them now. So, And Nicole always says, yay, yay, I'm glad you're coming. Can't wait to see you and all that kind of That's stuff because awesome. we, we get along so well. They're great people. Mm-hmm. They definitely are. Very warm and gracious and so... That's right in line with the Metallica people. Yeah, yeah. They are just warm and gracious and have not forgotten their roots. And that's so nice to see. And, and people like you have inspired their music. I'm sure they, they've told you this before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know that because I've been listening to their music since I Again, was I, you know, I gave, uh, Kirk, Kirk has this book called Too Much Horror Business because he's got one of the top, if not the top collection of horror memorabilia and everything about it in the world. And, uh, so I gave him a, a, one of those signed uh, scripts, Night of the Living Dead scripts, and he gave me a, an autographed copy of his book, and I read it right away, and it's very interesting. And you you just get the picture of what his childhood must have been like and growing up with it and how he worked his love of the horror mm-hmm. genre into his music. You Absolutely, know? yes. And even his guitars have scenes from from different horror films on Oh, it. yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Very elaborate. Yeah. Well, it looks like you may be getting some customers here rolling about looking at you. So I don't know. Do you want to wrap this thing up or you got some things you want to plug? Some yeah, new we, can, stuff? we can plug some new stuff here. That's a good um, idea. Um, we'll, let, uh, we'll let John go first with his, uh, obviously, his, his new novel, Dealey Plaza, is out. Yeah. And one of the things from our last uh, our last show to now, one of the big things with it is it is now a theatrical audio recording. So if you go to dailyplazabook.com, you can click on a link that will take you right over to Amazon to where the audio book is also available in addition to the paperback and Kindle editions. But I would like to highly encourage anyone uh, who has not had a chance to listen to Dealey Plaza to get a copy of it. Download that to your iPhone, your iPad, to your computer. The experience Dealey Plaza is a 15-hour theatrical audio wow. experience. Oh, oh. It is an immersive, exciting adventure, and believe me, you will remember Dealey Plaza. All right, excellent. Well, Gary came out with a nice blurb. <laughs> he said Dealey Plaza is like a movie of the mind, and I said, that's great blurb, you know. Thanks, and, like uh, it. It's something I worked on over a period of 20 years, and my heart was really in this book. And uh, it deals with, through the lives of the main characters, it deals with this 40, 50-year history of violence in, the, in America and how it affects people and the country and the, as a whole. But it's, you know, it's, it's a very involving story. Um, also, we'll talk just a short bit about the, our host here at the West Virginia Pop Culture Con this weekend. This is the third annual event. We're very uh, happy to, to attend it and give a shout-out to John Hayes, the organizer. Uh, he puts on a very good show and all the people that work this show. Um, they uh, have a lot of, lot of special guests, um, and uh, we just it's, a, it's interesting to see things like a pop culture event in states like West Virginia that doesn't have a lot of a lot of large cities that draw big events. So um, anytime people can get out and support local events like that, if you have an event like that in your own community out there in Radio Land, um, always support these guys because it's, it's really good. Yep, that's what we do. This that's what KWR is all about. So well, thanks guys once again. Oh, thank you, Dave. All right. Pleasure. Thank you. All right. There was some kind of love. Some kind of pain. Maggots in the eye of love won't copulate.
のまま John Russo, Gary Vincent, and myself, of course. We are joined by Rich Bottles Jr., slasher writer extraordinaire. I, I don't know what else to call you. You're an excellent horror writer, but you seem to focus on slashers. Up until this new one I'm reading right now, you have a short story in Strange Sex 2, The Second Coming, and that one is a little bit different. Well, I try to mix it up in my novels and stories. They're basically horror, they have humor, and they have a lot of sex. Lots of humor and sex, yes. So if somebody likes my stuff, they know if they see an anthology or something with a story, that's going to have those three elements in. And they do. And I'll tell you, I just, I cannot not chuckle when I'm reading something, because I I know you, and the way you write, it's almost like you're sitting there telling it. So Mm -hmm. I totally, I'm enjoying this story, I've enjoyed everything you've done so far. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about some of these other books you have here that that people can get. What do you have? You have Lumberjacks, You, you have... Yeah. Oh, Manacled. The Manacled is your latest, right? Yes. Yeah, so, so my three novels, first one was Lumberjacked. Second one is Hellhole, West Virginia. And my latest novel is called The Manacled. And they all take place in uh, West Virginia. Which is a great place for horror. Yes. Makes them a little bit more realistic that way. And The Manacled. What is, can you give us a little synopsis uh, on sure. that? Sure. The Manacled, I got inspired by that by taking a tour of the West Virginia State Penitentiary down in Moundsville near Willing, West Virginia. And a basic, and there you can rent the place out for the evening. Um, a lot of the ghost hunters do that because the place is supposedly haunted. And I thought, well, what if this uh, 
they're twin brothers. Uh, what if they rented that place out with the idea of making a pornographic movie, but they didn't tell the prison that, and they just said they were going to do a ghost documentary? And it basically unfolds from there where they end up making a supernatural documentary anyway because of what goes on during the night. That's fantastic. Yeah, you set the premise really cool. That's one I can't wait to read. Uh, what are you currently working on? I know you always have something. Mm-hmm. Well, I've been trying to put together a, another horror story set in West Virginia. This one takes place in uh, the Amish country. Uh, not too many people know that there are Amish in West Virginia. People think that they're amazing. Mainly they're in Pennsylvania and Ohio, but they do have a small Amish community in West Virginia. And it's uh, down along the Ohio River. And uh, basically it deals, again, with supernatural and things like that and how the Amish might deal with something like that if it came up. Are we dealing with monsters this time, or do uh, not want to give it up? No, no it's, uh, it has a lot of satanic stuff in oh, it. Oh, okay, that's so even That's creepier. like the complete okay. opposite of what you know they might be wanting to face. And uh, I'm kind of working on another novel simultaneously, because uh, that one just has so much research, and it's kind of difficult to write, because, uh, of course, the Amish live differently than us, and it takes a lot of research to uh, understand how they live their daily lives, so... It got a little uh, strenuous after a while, and I said, why don't I start another one? So I'm working on two, actually, simultaneously. When I get a little tired of writing about the Amish, uh, I start writing this other one, and it's kind of uh, different from what I've written before. This one is actually a Dracula story. It doesn't take place in West Virginia. It takes place over in Transylvania area. Okay, you surprised me. That's yeah. great. You really are changing things up. I like that. Yeah, well, you keep it interesting mm-hmm. for yourself by doing that. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, We were just talking, too. I mean, Rich is very well-versed in heavy metal. Um, we were both at the same metal church show mm-hmm. not too long ago. But he just told me something interesting. Uh, you and your daughter both went to see Suicidal. Right? Yeah, Suicidal and Tendencies at, in Columbus, Ohio. What? And they didn't play, I can't believe they didn't play Institutionalized. Yeah, my daughter was so disappointed that they didn't play <laughs> Institutionalized. But I think a lot of people were. They still did a phenomenal set. They still got it after all those years. And, and you, um, you're going, I think uh, as we leave the uh, pop culture convention today, you're on your way to go see someone else, aren't you? Yes, we'll be leaving a little bit early from the pop culture so we can go up to Burgettstown and see uh, Def Leppard and Kiss. There you go. And since it's a school night, uh, it probably wasn't real advisable to try to do this, but uh, we're going to pull it off anyway. You're going to see one hell of a show. I've heard good things mm-hmm. all around. From Well, I'm, I'm more Def Leppard than Kiss, and I get a lot of abuse mm-hmm. for that. But Kiss is, you know, that's why they're still around. I remember buying the first Def Leppard album when I was in high school. And, and I never got much into Kiss either, but uh, I'm sure in. I'll enjoy it. <laughs> they sucked you right in. Yeah. It's all that marketing. Mm-hmm. All right, so where do we find your stuff, Rich? Uh, we should plug your stuff here. Well, it is all on Amazon. Okay. Uh, so if you have an author profile, as most people do, so you can check it out there. Or you can uh, find me on Facebook, Rich Bottles Jr., uh, you can befriend me if you're interested. Uh, I have a Twitter account. I, I just don't seem to get on there that much. It's funny. I, a lot of people say the same thing. It started working for me, but, mm-hmm. yeah, well, well, I'm at Fairly Dark, and you are, do you know your Twitter? <laughs> uh, actually, I don't. It's probably Rich underscore Bottles okay. underscore Junior. And I'm on Goodreads, um, and if you just go to richbottlesjunior.com, that's a Tumblr, a Tumblr site. 
Oh, there we go. I'm sorry. Very cool. All right. Sorry. Pantera fan. Dimebag. You got to be kidding me. This guy's got a really cool... We're doing an interview right now. What do you got? A dime bag tattoo? Dime bag tattoo. All right. Even here at the Pop Culture Con. What can I say? That's fantastic. I met his old lady and she pulled out the line. Rita. Yeah. Pulled out the line and said, I want a picture of your tattoo. And she gave me that bracelet. Says, get your pull. Dime bag, rest in peace. I've had it on since... 2005. Good for you, man. I, yeah. I wouldn't take it off either. Absolutely. Nice one, man. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. So it's ironic. We were talking about, <laughs> we were just talking about concert in Columbus, and that's that's where a dime bag is, yeah, exactly. or was. Yeah, absolutely. That's so funny. Yeah, we were just talking metal, and then a metal dude walks right up. That's yeah. hilarious. But yeah, I mean, what the fuck was that? Anyway. <laughs> that's, that's the way it happens on KWR sometimes. Um, all right. Well, if you have anything else to plug, you know, let the folks know. But I say check out Rich Bottles Jr. on Facebook. Meet him there, and then find the books on Amazon. He's got quite the collection. He's been in Burning Bulb, and I, I was lucky enough to get in the Big Book of Bizarro with you and Gary at the time, and, and the rest is history. All right. Well, we should go out with a song. I'll play some metal for you. So, okay. <laughs> Thanks, Rich.
presents the next step in evolution of horror. David J. Fairhead's The Fall of Tomorrow. The Fall of Tomorrow is a tale of desperation told by those who are striving to salvage some hope against a ravenous fashion of evil bent on ruling our world. Burning Bow Publishing presents The Fall of Tomorrow by David J. Fairhead. Available May 1st at Amazon.com and at BurningBowPublishing.com. Okay, back once again at the Pop Culture Con, and I'm here with a, well, I'll say a newcomer to KWR. This is Dustin Carson. He's got comic books that he's done on his own, and I just met him yesterday, another heavy metal guy. He's wearing an Iron Maiden shirt, so metal seems to be getting people together today. Oh, I... Every show I wear at least one metal shirt on one of the days because the metalhead community is so supportive, man. Um, every Even in the comic book world when I do shows, uh, I have a metal shirt because the community, we support each other, yeah. man, and we buy each other stuff. And uh, it, goes it always on. It, it goes it, on yeah. and keeps going, and uh, it always feels great, man, when someone comes up to talk metal. It, yeah. it just happened. I was interviewing Rich Bottles over here, and he's on his way to go see Kiss and Def Leppard right after this show today. Yeah. And a guy walks over, interrupts the interview because he sees this. He's like, man, Terry, he's got a dime bag tattoo on his arm. I'm like, oh, nice. My God. Just, uh, he didn't even care we were interviewing. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah that, that's, that's heavy metal. And that's we were talking about heavy metal before that so anyway yeah. let's talk about your comic book all right sure um it's called no gods it's about a 14 year old boy that thinks he's a clone of jesus christ he thinks the government took thinks. yeah wow, well okay. i i wow. i'm not going to do definitively because it kind of yeah, kind of yeah, ruins no, the ending awesome. yeah. um, but he thinks the government took the shroud of turin got a blood sample derived a dna sequence and clone Jesus. Okay, that's original. Right. And it sounds heavy, but when he wakes up to a world full of superheroes, some of which are being worshipped like gods, he sets out to destroy all of them because there's only supposed to be one god. Now that and is, that's the premise that's of the amazing, book. That's amazing. Looking Thank at your you. comics, I saw issues one through six you have on your table. Um, it just looks like a superhero comic, and then you look deeper, and you're like, oh, wait a second, what's this guy in the... It looks like Jesus. <laughs> yeah, and it is Jesus. Exactly, exactly. Um, the series is done. Being a small press guy... It's a lot for me to ask people to try and follow me for 80 issues. I understand. Right? I can't get into comic shop. Well, I could. You could And it would cost me money to do Mm -hmm. it, right? Um, So I I want the whole series to be done before I ever exhibited. And so that's what I did. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. No, I understand that, too. You want it just to get it out of your head. I always tell people, and get that spine on a shelf is what I call it. So you can actually see this is what I did. Right. Show it to people. Right. And you come here, you know, and you meet people. But you know what? I, I find I tell everybody Twitter does help sell, and right. Facebook is good. It's all I, you know. All my stuff, at least online. Of course, I you know had the website, but Facebook. There's so much more networking, yes. and I, I don't even really worry about a website anymore. I do most of, almost everything through Facebook now. Uh, yeah, yeah, I noticed I did the same thing, and in WordPress. I yes. have a web, website for that as well. Yeah. Can people get? Is there? Do you have a site where you? Sell oh sure, uh, ndplanet.com. Um, that they handle all small press guys, okay. and if you just search Dustin Carson or you search No Gods, um, it'll all pop up on IndiePlanet.com. Very, very yeah. cool. Now, yeah. I, one more question: Where did sure. you get the inspiration for this? Did, was this? I mean, yeah, where did it come right, from? Right, right. Um, I guess technically, I kind of stole the idea. Now, this was way yeah. back in the day when the internet first hit. And it was really big. Warren Ellis did a book on, oh, on, on yeah. sites that he's visited. Yeah. And one of the sites, believe it or not, was trying to get people to donate to it. 
so they could clone Jesus. Oh my god. They claimed they had a blood sample. And so <laughs> right, so my head took over. I was like, where the hell would they have gotten a blood sample? Shroud of Turin. And then uh I, you know, being a comic book superhero guy, I really wanted to kind of deconstruct the hero, which is what I did with the book. And what better what better Depression. person to deconstruct heroes than Jesus himself? That, that, so and that's bold, where it came it's, from. It's a very bold thing to do. Thank but you. But that's man. cool. I mean, I, everybody I know that uh, that is making it in comics or does it independently, they go religion or anti-religion. It's one or the other. You yeah. can't avoid it. You can't. You really can't. If you're an atheist, there, there's a, there's a large part of society you've got to deal with. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, exactly. It's going that. to sell. It's going to get somebody's attention or it's going to piss a lot of people off. To me, right. it's all good. <laughs> it, it is. And, and it, it really is the book. I mean, as a writer, you always put parts of yourself in there. Yes. And, and uh, that. you write what you know. You, exactly. Yeah. And I really made the book a metaphor of my own search for faith, which I never found. But that's okay. Um, and I put all viewpoints in there from the Christian to the atheist to the to the neo-Nazi is actually in there. So I did that too. Oh, okay, awesome, awesome. Well, great minds yeah, think yeah. alike, right? Yeah, or idiot minds think alike. It's one of those two. It's, you know, just meeting people, and you know, like you meet somebody. I have, I know a lot of atheists. I know a lot of religious people. Right. You get influenced by them one way or the other. One way or the other. Whether you yeah. create a fictional character based on them or an idea, which you exactly, did. exactly. Yeah, so, yeah not really cool, man. And uh, yeah, Warren Ellis, you mentioned him. Were you a Transmetropolitan fan? Oh, absolutely. I like that from beginning to end. Yeah, I yeah. Love and, and, you know, I think it's it's Spider so Jerusalem. underrated as global frequency. Yeah. Oh. It does not get enough props for the 12-issue brilliance that it was. I yeah. need to get back. Yeah, yeah I missed that one. Did I you? Did yeah. It. Yeah. yeah. I think it's in a graphic it, novel. It, yeah, it is. It kind of fell under the radar, um, but it, it's just absolutely brilliant as well. But it is Warren Ellis, right? Exactly. <laughs> well, all right. No gods. You have one through six. One Dustin, through six plus Dustin the trade. And yeah. You have, it looks like a website here. Um, or that's your email. Okay. Yeah, uh, okay, yeah. Both. It's email. It's email. Put them both yeah. on there one more time for folks. Um, uh, IndiePlanet.com is where you would buy it. And no gods comic at Yahoo is how you email me. Dustin Carson on Facebook. All right. Excellent. Yeah. Thanks, Dustin. Thank you, man. All right. Thank, and welcome to the family of KWR. We'll hear from you again. Sure. Great. Hello. Hey, we're not quite done yet. I want to thank everybody for listening. It takes a lot of work to put one of these together with uh, all these guests. And I want to thank everybody that was that was there at the Pop Culture Con show that we did. Gary Vincent, of course, and John Russo. I, you know, they're my traveling partners with these things. Great guests, always. Uh, Rich Bottles, of course. Slasher extraordinaire, this guy. This guy can write a mean slasher. Great horror author. I Check out Rich Bottles. And Dustin Carson, newcomer. For us, anyway, he's been doing comics for a while, but thanks again to Dustin Carson. The music that you heard today was, uh, this is actually in the order that it was played. You heard Gary Vincent roll on, and after that was Mr. Vertigo with their Misfits medley. You're going to be hearing more of Mr. Vertigo here on KWR in the future. And right after that was Dead River, my buddy, Eugene from the Face, face Down Presley days, used to play my basement parties at Helm's Deep. Uh, Dead River, the song is Save You. Look them up. Uh, they're going to be doing shows coming up in October. Uh, I will be giving you more information on that sooner or later. And, of course, we're going to go out with uh, my one of the first guys we aired um, on KWR, uh, Jeff Lees, his band Shadow of the Flag. The song is The Message. All right, thanks again for listening, and look me up at Fairly Dark on Twitter. And, of course, please go to Society at Society13 on Facebook and Kettle Whistle Radio on Facebook and hey The Fall of Tomorrow if you want a good horror story just plain and simple I'm just going to leave it at that uh, look me up uh, you know give a debut guy a chance alright hey thanks
Welcome to Ringside with Ray and Prince. My name is Ray Leonard Jr. Oh, that's no, that's just my dad. My name is Prince Daniels Jr. Daniels again with a big hole. On this show, we come to humanize athletes, entertainers, business executives. We're going to see what makes them tick. Tuesdays, 10 a.m. Pacific time on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you there. Peace and power. Electric acid. Hey there, fabulous souls. I'm Stephanie Baklaan. And I'm Eden Alpert. And we're the hosts of the brand new podcast, Unapologetically Fab. Get ready to join us on an amazing and real journey as we dive into life after 40 and own it. We're all about changing the narrative, leaning into who you are, and living a life by your own design. Join us as we embrace life unapologetically and redefine success. This is Unapologetically Fab. An electric cast production. See you there. Electric cast. 
Electricast.